Today, I want to talk about this very interesting SEO theory called SEOM Avalanche Technique. If you visit or Google buildersociety.com, there is this long discussion and post called SEO Avalanche Technique, ranking with no resources. This is really interesting, but I'm going to tell you the theory in a nutshell, and that is... According to theory, a site with 15,000 daily visitors should be able to rank like clockwork for terms with 15,000 monthly searches. It's interesting, right? So if you are getting 500 daily visitors, that means you should be targeting keywords with 500 monthly searches. If you're getting 100 daily visitors, you restrict your keyword research and topics to keywords with 100 monthly searches. It's very simple. Now, is this an ironclad, always going to work type theory or formula? No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so at all. But it's important in that it definitely echoes my experience with niche sites in that when I started out with my niche sites, they had no authority. I had to, I had to go after the obscure low search keywords. And I've been talking about this for years. And as I attracted links and I got more traffic and my site grew in authority and I was getting more and more links and things were growing, I was able to go after the more competitive keywords. And now with sites with fairly high DR, I can go after pretty big keywords. And if the content's really good, over time, I can get it to rank. But it wasn't always the case. I had to start really, really small. So that's the takeaway from this SEO avalanche theory that I really like. Yeah. But it but it puts a it puts a nice little bow on it. It puts a bow on it in that, you know, if you're not really sure and you're the type of person that really likes a laid out path for you and just like step one, do this, step two, do this, it 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 makes sense to an extent. I think it makes sense until you get to really high numbers, right? I think like if you're like, I'm getting 60,000 searches, a uh, search visitors a day to my website. Does that mean I'm only going to go after keywords with 60,000, uh, searches per month? No, that, that it doesn't follow at the higher end, but I think that's good because a lot of people who listen to my podcasts and read my blog posts, they're, they're at the, the newer stages of this whole process. And I think at the newer stages at the low volumes, it's, it's fairly accurate. It's, it's a good little guide to follow. Is it ironclad? Is it guaranteed to work? No, of course not. not. There's no guarantees in this business, but at least it gives you a simple little blueprint that you can follow. Now, when it comes to SEO in search engines, there are three variables in your control, and you always want to keep this in mind. First, there's keyword research. You control which topics you go after. And that's where this SEO avalanche theory comes into play because it actually gives you even more parameters to stick within. Because I know when you're starting out, this is all new. There's so much information to to deal with, and it's a lot to take on. I've been doing this for, for a good number of years, so it becomes second nature. But when I was starting out, I had no idea. And so if somebody says, hey, if your site right now gets 100 visitors per day, that means you should restrict your topics and keywords to those that are 100 searches per month. Very simple. It's a nice little formula. And I'm all for it because I think anything that helps people to make quick decisions and to take action and get going, even though it's not an ironclad formula, anything that helps you get to do that and it passes a sniff test and it's pretty good sense. I say go for it. Again, if you're getting 50,000 visitors a day, does that mean you're not going to go after a keyword of 2,000 searches a month? No, of course not. I go after, I still go after keywords with, 
100 searches per month. I'm fine with that. I'm good with that. I'm not going to restrict it to 60,000 searches per month. I mean, there's not, there's not a whole lot of those out there. So, but in the early stages of a site, this is a really cool, nice little blueprint to follow. Okay. So variable number one, keyword research. You control that, you get to choose that, and that can make a huge, huge, huge difference in whether your site gets some early growth going on and grows uh, and, and you see early success and then more success down the road, or you're stagnant and you get nowhere. The second variable under your entire control is the quality of the content that you publish. You control that. You can put in a huge effort and spend days on a killer article that's the best out there, or you can crank one out in an hour and call it a day. Sometimes what's needed is somewhere in between. Rarely is it going to be the lousy article, and often you should err on better quality, especially when starting out. So you control that. You control the quality of the content that you put out. And I encourage you to take that control and, and invest in good quality content when starting out. The third variable completely under your control is content formatting. I think content formatting is important. By formatting, I mean using proper header tags, incorporating a table of contents when necessary, bolding content, spacing it out, incorporating images, everything that you do to make your entire blog post present really nicely. I think these are important factors. I think Google takes notice, especially with the heading tags, and you want to use them wisely. They're under your control. Anything under your control that improves your search engine optimization is something you should take advantage of, you should learn, and you should take seriously. I certainly do because, I mean, after all, if it's in my control, I, I might as well set myself up for the greatest chance of success with getting content ranked. Now, the SEO avalanche theory also talks about power boosts, okay? So the, the step one was choosing a keyword based on how many daily search visitors you, you currently attract. So if it's 100 per day, then go for keywords 100 per month. Okay, cover that. Then there's power boosts. And these are things that you also have full control and that can help this theory succeed even better. Okay, the, the post is long. It's a post somebody posts on, on a forum type site and then there's tons and tons of comments. I went through quite a few of them. Go ahead and read it. it it's a long read. I just pulled out a few of the power boosts over which you have total control that, that I do and that I think are good uh, a good uh, process to follow. And the first one is internal linking. Talked a lot about that. You want to link your related content to one another on your website. Internal linking is good. It helps Google crawl your site and it passes, I guess, your page rank or SEO juice throughout your site, which is important. So this is something you want to do. The biggest sites in the world put a lot of effort into internal linking. You should as well. The other power boost that you can do is social signals. Now, there's a lot of debate out there about how much and whether social uh, signals, which is basically posting to social media sites and getting traffic from social media sites, such as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, etc., whether this has an impact on SEO. I don't really know. When I look at SEO the, as a concept and what Google's trying to always do, I can't help but think I tend to believe that SEO signals must have some impact. It just makes sense to me because, you know, social media is a massive part of the online sphere. And if you're able to get traffic from that, that means there's obviously something that's good about your site. And all else being equal, was Google going to rank a site that gets 
a steady flow of traffic from Pinterest or Facebook versus one that gets no social signals. I tend to think that Google would favor the site with some social signals. Is it the be all end all? No, of course not. It's just part of the bigger puzzle. So the SEO avalanche theory as discussed there uh, includes mention of social signals. It's something you have a certain amount of control over, not a whole lot of control. I mean, you can set up your own accounts, of course, and you can post, of course. I don't think signals have a whole lot of import until there's actually traffic being driven from those social media accounts to your site. In other words, I don't think just setting up a profile on Twitter and listing your website and getting a link to it, that may tell Google, okay, well, this seems to be a legitimate site. But I think actually getting traffic from your social media sites, uh, whether it's somebody else that shares your content or it's you and that you have an audience and that people actually visit your site, I think that's a lot more powerful than just having no traffic and just having a profile. Anyway, so you don't have full control because you never really know how your site's going to perform. I have a site that does really well on Pinterest and Facebook, not so good on Twitter. In fact, Twitter's terrible for it. And I don't even really bother a whole lot with Instagram and it does poorly on YouTube. So you just never really know. It's not You're not going to succeed on all social media channels necessarily, but work with the ones that work. The other power boost that's mentioned is called page speed score. Now, now SEOs are all over the map on about how much of an impact page speed is going to have with Google rankings, especially in May 2021 when Google apparently is going to uh, do an algo update where the core web vitals is going to be a bigger part of the search algorithm. Some SEOs are already saying it's already part of the algorithm. I don't really know. It seems to me that site speed is important and user experience important. I think Google really cares about that. And I, I believe that it makes sense to me. It just passes again. What is Google trying to do for its users, they want to send people to good sites. And part of that is the user experience and how quickly a site loads. Okay. So it makes sense. Is it the be all and end all? No, it's not. It's part of the bigger puzzle. So page speed score is something you want to pay attention to and you want to improve that. I do take issue with the, with the concept of the actual page speed score, the metric that's being used because it's, it's easily manipulated in terms of just delaying a lot of stuff that shows up on a site. The page speed scores is recorded as fast, but then a lot of the assets such as some images, maybe uh, GIFs or whatever, doesn't and ads aren't loaded until after the fact. So it's a little bit manipulated in my view, but I'm not really a whole techie, so I don't know for sure. But anyways, I'm also a, a practical person and I'm going to play ball, all right? Google wants good page speed scores. I'm going to do what I can to get a good page speed score, but regardless of what I think about it, because I'm a pragmatist and I want to get good Google rankings. So why not do it? It's in my control. Remember, that's a, that's a, another power boost that's in your control. Now, there are other power boosts, of course, such as inter, uh, not internal inbound links to your site. These are links from other sites to your site. This is a huge SEO factor. It still is. It's massive, 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 very important. And you can, of course, go out and build it yourself, which amps up the risk a little bit with guest posts and other things. Or you could create content on your site that would be considered a linkable asset and that other sites would want to link to it just because it's super cool. Maybe data, maybe charts, maybe visuals, could be quotes and, and information that it's not elsewhere and other sites are going to link to it. Whatever it is, linkable assets. 
you want to invest in that. I think it, sh- it should be part of every good piece of content, especially the content that you think stands a good chance of attracting links. Now, now again, you unless you go out and build the links yourself, you don't really have 100% control on how your website's going to perform in attracting links. It's a crapshoot. You don't really know. I've published some really cool stuff, especially visuals I thought would be really, really successful, and they weren't. And I've published stuff that was... It was just okay and managed to attract a lot of links. So these, this is one power boost that's beyond your control. But I think these are measures you want to incorporate into your niche site in the long run because it's going to make a big difference and it's a significant power boost and it's going to build your site authority, which moves you up the old food chain of, of keywords you can go after. So that's a discussion on SEO avalanche. I thought the theory was really interested. I, uh, it was brought to my attention in the fat stacks forum where, um, somebody had posted it and said, this is interesting. Sure enough, it really was. I actually read about the whole thing. And the final uh, issue I want to talk about pertaining to this, uh, whole theory in terms, of, especially when your site's younger and you're and the formula about how to choose your search volume, uh, for keywords is what about the word count should, is there any mention in this whole theory about word count and, and the comments pertaining to this in that article and thread where no, not really word count, basically write what's necessary to answer or address the topic itself. So that could be anywhere from 500 words to thousands of words, whatever it is. That's my view typically about word count. Although I do use market muse, uh, and my writers use Market Muse as a guide to choosing how many words a topic really needs to, to do well. I find it helpful. Again, it sort of like gives us, it gives me a blueprint. Okay. Is it ironclad? No. If I cover that number of words in the article stipulated by Market Muse, am I guaranteed to rank number one? No, I'm not. But it gives me a blueprint. It gives writers a blueprint, which makes it easier for me in terms of having to sort of try to tell them how long each article should be. I'd just be like, here, you have access to Market Muse, run it through, do what it says. It just, it makes things easier and streamlined. Nothing is ironclad. No theory is ironclad. But if you can get a blueprint that makes sense and that others have used and have had some success with it and it helps you out, helps you to take action, go for it. I think the SEO avalanche was an interesting theory. It's a good read. I think there's some good sense stuff throughout. So it might be something you want to check out. Thanks for listening.